Hello, welcome back to the Zen Row podcast. I'm your host, Jazz Van Weekill. And today's Zen share is going to be interesting because I have a lot uh, that I that I did in terms of the spirituality and Zen type of things that um, I wanted to share with you today. Um, overall, I've been moving a lot of energy and this is something that I do every couple months. Uh, I really should be doing it more consistently, uh, but basically it's you're doing a lot of these like kind of spiritual modalities, um, whether it be like healing of some sort, um, understanding, digging into or understanding some trauma that you've experienced in the past and really figuring out what the blocks are and the, and the fears and the negativity surrounding that and then just clearing and releasing it. So along with all this energy work comes um, the physical side, which is it can be draining, it can be emotional, it, it sucks to, to be moving a lot of energy and it does affect your life. But hopefully, I hope anyway, it's all worth it in the end. You move out all the negativity and you bring in positivity and... My goal is really to understand a lot of these modalities, share my experiences, and hopefully just be curious about where, what, what in life opens up for me. Where does, where do you go from here? Once you clear that, all those blocks and negative energies, how do you move forward? Where does it take you? So that's like really why I love doing this kind of stuff. I'm just so curious about, it, like, how does this help me? You know live my purpose and move forward with my life maybe that is my purpose in a lot of respects but any in any case um so the couple things that i did uh in the last couple weeks and i always end up doing all of these things at the same time which i don't recommend uh i do recommend like i think you should definitely spread out a lot of these things that you want to do versus do it all in the same week like me i'm crazy I did um, a human design reading. Um, I'm sure you can find this by Googling it. I wanted to get a reading done because I wanted it to be very accurate. Uh, but human design is like an advanced astrology. So we're moving moving a little bit beyond like saying you're Taurus with a sun and moon rising and this and that. So this is really something that combines a lot of uh, spiritual, spiritual um, philosophies like Kabbalah and Hinduism and chakras and astrology it combines a lot of these aspects and really creates this um, instruction manual for how to live your life and you're given a particular type of um, you know set or type of or set of, of of characteristics and attributes of who you are based on all of these things so you know, if you're not familiar with it, definitely look into it. Um, I found out I was a generator and it, it was a little bit like, it was a little bit mind-blowing and overwhelming to find out that I was kind of living against a lot of the principles of it. So a generator is really someone who has to wait to respond to life. And I found that to be so frustrating to hear because I'm the type of person that likes to go out there and do and and control and force and make things happen and really and and then when I look back on some of those those times when I did that it didn't really work out and it makes sense now that I'm a generator and what I really need to do is wait to respond and allow my my um, decisions to come from my gut 
Uh, so the, that was really eye-opening for me, and I, I definitely recommend everybody getting their human design reading done because it was really fascinating and interesting, and it's a, it's a lot for me to dig into still, so, but that's, that's that. Um, what else did I do? Hmm. Oh, I did a past life regression hypnosis. I've always wanted to do one. I was a little bit scared at, at times, but... I have this I have this like recurring physical thing with my throat that I've had for the last like six years and it's so annoying and I thought that maybe it had to do with something in my past life. Hey, why not? I throw everything at it. So I mean it was it's something not something I'm gonna I'm gonna divulge too much on because it was a little bit personal and weird and crazy, but went through a couple lifetimes of, of weird stuff and the underlying theme really for me was the inability for self-expression um, which was interesting and very much related to the throat chakra where I have a lot of the weakness and interesting um, things happening so hopefully I can like journal through that and clear it but past life regression like if you believe it you know it's something to try. Um, I, I did like my, my session was an hour and a half. I think I could have done, I, I could book more sessions. I could really dig into this stuff, but it's also very draining and a little bit scary at times to, to uh, look back and see what you've, what you're, you know, what you're seeing in your mind. So there's that. And lastly, I did a a generational healing so really what that was uh, was going back into my ancestor um, hair like ancestors and seeing what generational trauma or generational patterns there are and figuring out um, if we can heal those because I, I definitely believe um, in my ancestors for both sides there was again a lot of uh, inability to be yourself and make your own choices and live your own life and um, I feel like I'm the first one in both sides of my family to be a woman that can make my own choices and have all these opportunities but there's also this weight that I feel of um, you know from the past of holding me back from really being my fullest expression so I wanted to explore this idea of healing some of that through through someone who's an expert in in this so they so um she went back and um you know went through a couple generations and did some healing for me i'm sure there's a lot more to do there as well but it was it's nice to to try to heal heal those souls and those spirits from the past and hopefully change some of my dna in the process but uh yeah i mean it I think that was a very woo-woo for, for listeners who are not really super into that. But I wanted to share those experiences because this is what I'm into. And I'm all about just clearing energy and, you know, figuring out ways that we can move past some of these things that are holding us back. And a lot of them are things we can't even control. And that's the, the kind of the sad part of it all. Like the traumas of our ancestors, the... Um, the way that our parents raised us and, and their ideas and limiting beliefs and society and there's all of these things that have written our story for us and you know what what role we should play and what we should do but once you clear all of that away you're left with what you really want and what you're here to on this earth to do 
And that's really my goal is to figure that out, like dig myself out of all of this stuff of other people and figure out what, what, who I am and what I'm here to do. And yeah, and like I said at the beginning, it's really about um, being curious about it, um, being open-minded and seeing where you can go when you clear all of these blocks and, you know, what that looks like. So yeah, that that's kind of where I'm at with all of my uh, spiritual stuff. It was a very long Zen share, so if you're still with me, thanks. Um, today's guest is really interesting. She is someone that I actually connected with like five to six years ago and I completely spaced. I'm a terrible person. Um, when we when we reconnected on LinkedIn, um, I, I had no idea that I had already met her. It's really interesting. So when we, we talked, she's like, oh yeah, like what are you up to? And I'm like, what, did we actually meet before? Because I don't remember. But um, so it's interesting how, uh, you know, people you meet from from years and years ago, you can reconnect in, in interesting and different ways. It's just the universe at work. So anyway, she's a, a wonderful person, um, also very spiritual and had some really, really cool tidbits to share. I'm not going to give anything away here. I want you to uh, stay tuned. It's going to, in a couple of seconds, we're going to jump right into the interview. So thanks and enjoy. Welcome back to the Zen Row podcast. I'm really excited to talk to our guest today because I read her book and I loved it, but we'll dig into that soon enough. She is a businesswoman, a mom, and a writer. The name of her book is Hello Universe, It's Me, and it's her story of how she scheduled a breakdown, manifested a new life, and how you can too. Welcome to the show, Deepika Sandhu. Hello, hello. <laughs> awesome to have you. Okay, so typically how I start off my podcast is through a quick Zen rapid fire. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. On a scale from zero to woo-woo, how spiritual are you? Ooh, woo. <laughs> Just one woo, not two? <laughs> I'm going to give it one woo. Well, there's always room to woo a little more, right? There's more, yeah. more to learn. So for I'll sure, for sure. Cool. Um, meditation or breath work? Mm, meditation. Candles or incense? Candles all the way times 10. <laughs> Crystals or essential oil? Crystals. And what book are you reading right now? Girl, I haven't had time. I just launched my, my book. So I've been in that mode. But the book on my bedside table right now is The Magic of Missing You by Dee Dee Cooper. So. Oh, cool. Never yeah. heard of that one. Yeah. Uh, and what is your daily ritual? My daily ritual um, has shifted to the mornings now. So I wake up about an hour before my daughter gets up in the morning. I make my coffee. Um, I sit down with, uh, I get cozy on my couch with my blankets. I light my candles and I journal. So the first thing in the morning is that I journal and the way I write my journals is as a letter to my daughter every day about what's happening cool. in her life or whatever concept I'm grappling with. Um, once I'm done journaling, I meditate for a little bit. And then I like to just sit in silence 
until I hear her little feet pitter patter down the stairs. And that's how I start my mornings. Love it. Um, I had two questions come out of that. Do you know your human design thing? I'm so obsessed with this right now. No, not at all. Okay. It's like this human, it's like an advanced astrology. Um, I just had my reading yesterday and I'm just like, my mind is getting blown. So I'm just, but look into it when you can. I will. Um, And then the other thing I want to say, I feel like there's a part two of your book coming. Right? I kind of, kind of sense it. Yeah, I have a vision for a couple of things related to the book. The er feedback I've been getting from people who have been reading it recently is they want to stay connected to the text. So I'd like to create some kind of a guidebook that allows people to uh, stay with the text for longer um, than they Hmm. might have otherwise. And then the other idea is that there could be a hello universe, it's me for all parts of our lives, right? Hello universe, it's me as a parent. Hello universe, it's me at work. Hello universe, it's me um, teen. I just feel like the concepts will apply to so many different parts of our lives and we may benefit from exploring that more. So those are some things brewing in my mind. Nice. Um, we'll see. We'll see. So yeah, hopefully from your mouth to universal <laughs> ears and it creates, we'll see. For sure. So yeah, let's dive into the book uh, a little bit. Uh, so what inspired you to write this book? You know, I've always... Uh, been a writer at heart. You know, we talk about our soul's calling or what we're meant to do. I think for me, writing was a big part of what I was meant to do. Growing up, I always journaled. I had a journal from the age of 10, 11 um, that I wrote in all the time. In high school, I wrote for my high school newspaper. I did an internship at the San Diego Union Tribune. I wrote in college for the paper. I had multiple blogs, you know, multiple book ideas over the years. But as a as a proud daughter of uh, two-time immigrants, first to Canada and to the United States, I always made the practical choice, right? So mm-hmm. instead of fully pursuing writing and journalism, as I think I was really called to do, um, you know, when I was going to college, I ended up doing economics um, and pursuing a career in business because it just seemed like a more practical um, approach to take. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the, the way that I went about it. But I think finally, all those practical choices gave me the opportunity to say, no, now I have done all those other things. I really do want to write the book. And that was in me. And so I think the inspiration was part that there had always been a longing within me to write a book. But the other part was I could start to see the story formulating. Um, I could hear the chapters calling to me as I would be out on a walk or meditating or just going through my normal day. And one day I thought to myself, if I can see so much of this book already, I'm doing a disservice if I don't get it out on paper. And I just took the plunge and I just started. Um, And that was a really scary, scary and freeing moment all at the same time. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So in the book, you describe um, scheduling a breakdown, which I've never heard before, but I loved it. Um, So why did you call this part of your life uh, like a scheduled breakdown? I didn't have any time. I was a busy working mom, you know, with a husband and a family and friends Mm -hmm. and 
a checklist that was a mile long and all these things I had to do, 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 do. I didn't have time to be like, oh, I need to find myself or I need to go figure this out. There was no space in my world to do that. I was too busy doing everything else that I thought I was supposed to be doing. And so I had this moment that I describe in the book where I'm like, no, you can no longer keep doing what you're doing at the pace that you're doing it at. And, and I described not liking any of the things that I was doing either. Um, and the things that I did like about what I was doing, I didn't have enough time to do those things. So I looked at my calendar and said, when can I have time to really explore what all these conflicting feelings mean? And uh, unfortunately for me, that was many months out. But, uh, you know, if that's the way I had to do it, that's the way I had to do it by scheduling the breakdown. I made a commitment to myself that fine, you're really busy, you've got a lot to do, but you're going to find that time somewhere, somehow, even if it is several months out to understand all these things that are bubbling up for you and to figure out why this life that looks so incredible on the outside and should be everything that I ever wanted isn't serving me anymore. So I had to schedule it. And if other people have to schedule it too, nothing, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I mean, it's great. It's great too. Cause you always visualize a breakdown to be like spontaneous and all of a sudden, and you know, you have no control over it, but really this is a whole new way of looking at taking space for yourself in a world where you can't let go of something right away. You have so many responsibilities and, and whatnot. And being um, intentional that you need to find that hmm. space for yourself, right? And for, sure. for some people, you won't be able to do it the way that I did it, which was actually take a month off from a lot of the duties and responsibilities. But you may find that intentional space in a weekend, in a day, mm -hmm. um, in some periods of time to actually have what I call a breakdown, but it's really a connection with yourself to understand what is going on in this life, in this rat race, in the hamster yeah. wheel, however we want to describe it. Um, to understand what parts of that are serving you and what parts just aren't. Yeah, it almost sounds like you went through like a spiritual awakening um, in so many in so many ways as you found yourself. Um, there's so much power in being. Oh, sorry, I think there's some feedback here. Um, yeah, there's so much power in in being vulnerable. Um, you know, you've really written something beautiful that a lot of people can relate to and even be inspired by. So. When I look at vulnerability, vulnerability in general, I see it as something like in my in my own experience, I felt a little bit, it's really scary to be vulnerable. And it's almost something that people avoid. Is that is that anything that you went through as you read wrote this book? Absolutely. I was scared to write down certain portions of this book, right? Because just the act of writing it felt scary. But I realized that I at first, the exercise I went through was to give myself permission to just write it and put it out onto paper and not be afraid of that part of it. Uh, so just the act of really admitting to yourself everything that happened and trying to connect that thread is a real act, I think, of vulnerability to, to write it all out there. And then I think where it really becomes vulnerable is actually putting it out to the world, writing it for myself and knowing I was writing a story was vulnerable and scary and all of that. But then to actually put it out into the world, that part is um, 
next level scary. And I think the ultimate in vulnerability, because, you know, I really shared mm-hmm. so much about what was happening in my life. So how were you able to kind of get over that? Is there any tips that you can give others, like when they feel vulnerable, but they want to, let's say, start a business or write a book or, but they feel so scared to be vulnerable. Is there any way that you can pass some advice on that? I think it's about slowly allowing yourself to open. We spend a lot of time in our society closing ourselves off or having a facade about what our life is actually like, right? On social media, we post happy pictures. Everything seems incredible. And we think we're letting people into our world, but we're only letting them into what we want to show them. To truly uh, be vulnerable and to to dive into something is to open yourself up to the realities of your world. And that is, is challenging, right? That is something that is very difficult. I think my best advice is to just try in little steps at first, right? We don't have to go out with a big bang and do something massive to do it, but we can make little steps of opening ourselves up each and every day in situations, in relationships, in conversations that allow you to experience what opening up might start to feel like at an even bigger and bigger scale. And I think so much of it goes down to trust, right? Trusting yourself and honoring what you really want to do and what is authentic and real to you and not having uh, all that noise around what other people will think or how will other people react. I think especially in our culture, in Indian culture too, we we are very fixated on this, right? Mm-hmm. To break free of that is really freeing. Um, to not care what anyone is gonna think, to not care whether the response is positive or whether the response is negative, and truly to get to a space where that doesn't impact you is is incredibly powerful. So I say start with something small, start with small steps, little openings. And those little openings will give you the courage and the bravery for bigger openings that become breakthroughs. Mm -hmm. That's great advice. (laughs) I got to apply that a little more too. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's one thing and you mentioned in your book uh, was soul sparks. Um, And I thought that was a really interesting way to look at intuitive nudges, which I feel kind of relates to that. Can you talk more about what it means and how we can look out for these soul sparks in our daily lives? Absolutely. So soul sparks are these little moments that happen in in your day. I believe that every single day our world is talking to us, but we're just way too busy to ever hear it. We've got our headphones on, we're listening to music, we're talking to a friend, we're late to a meeting, we're hustling really fast, we're dragging our kids behind us. We're just doing so much stuff that we aren't listening to so much that is happening. So the purpose of going deep within ourselves, either through meditation or walking outside in nature or gardening or whatever might be your tool of choice to connect deeply with yourself is so that you can start to hear your inner knowing and the messages that are sort of surrounding us in everyday plain sight. Only once I started to really um, tackle or leverage these tools, like for me, it was meditating, journaling, painting, was I able to really have a connection with what I was seeing in, in plain sight, right? Those sparks, those moments when the universe is absolutely 
trying to tell us something, whether it's in a very small, subtle way or in a big bang way. Um, mm-hmm. I think small, small sparks are incredible. You know, sometimes you're just caught by the smell of a perfume and it, and it transports you or it highlights some kind of epiphany or aha moment mm-hmm. for you. Or it may be a bird that zips by at the exact moment you're thinking or contemplating something and catches your attention in an amazing way. Sometimes for me, I look up at the moon and I'm completely in awe or, or anything in nature. And sometimes those types of things can unleash for us an absolute spark within us that gives us some deeper inner knowing um, and helps put us on the right course. Mm-hmm. So those sparks are kind of like guideposts. You know, when you've got questions out there in your world and you're trying to understand what's happening, you really tune in to getting more quiet, getting deeper within yourself, being more connected with yourself, you will recognize these different guideposts that are trying to help move you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to put it, guideposts. I never thought of it that way. Um, I also really liked your description of fear or what what I call a crazy lady in her head who bounces around in in the walls or or like doesn't stop worrying, but you call it a saboteur. Uh, Can you describe your relationship with your saboteur and how you learn to live with it? Yeah, so think of the saboteur as the crazy lady in your head, or, you know, we all have that image of the angel and the devil on our shoulders, but it's that voice that is your naysayer. It's the one that's critiquing you kind of as you're going. It's the one that's telling you you're not good enough, or what are people going to think, or, oh my God, you can't do that. It is this voice that is there probably for some functional purpose, right, Um, in our lives, like to help us know that if we touch this really hot pot, our hand will burn and we should not touch this very hot pot. But unfortunately, our saboteurs get really, really loud, right? As our self-doubt increases, as our experiences in life increase and things happen, right? Our doubts can get really loud. But I think we can't let those doubts get so loud that we're paralyzed by them and we're not able to do all the things that we know deep within us are our or are our authentic steps we want to take to move ourselves forward in the direction of our desires. So we need to work to quiet our saboteur. And so the way that I uh, learned to do it was to give it a name. And for me, I named my saboteur. So for me, I I say in the book that I named it Minmi, which was a dinosaur that my daughter and I always loved in our dinosaur encyclopedia. And it became my favorite dinosaur. So I just decided Minmi was this super adorable dinosaur instead of this evil, bad saboteur that's always talking in my ear. And when my saboteur would get going, I would be like, hi, Minmi, (laughs) thank you for the negative talk, but we're not going to go there right now. You know, so you acknowledge that there is this fear or that there is this voice in your head but we're not gonna let that voice take over. And sometimes humanizing it, giving it a name and giving it um, recognition that we Mm -hmm. acknowledge that we're scared because we are, right? Then um, allows us to let it quiet down a bit um, to a point where we can come back to that uh, saboteur and talk to it more when we're ready. But we don't wanna go through our day-to-day lives with this constant voice in our heads that we're not good enough or that we you know, aren't deserving of something because you are good enough and you are deserving of everything. Um, and we need to just work to really quiet that voice in our heads. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, so what's next for you? Where is the universe guiding you to? Oh, great question. <laughs> well, I hope, I hope to inspire people uh, through the book um, and through um, different workshops and speaking events and just ways that I can connect with people on the content mm -hmm. of the book. I really want people to live their very best lives and I want them to follow their authentic selves and go in the direction that they have always wanted to go in. I don't want them to get in the way of themselves. And I'm hoping that this story um, will inspire people to do just that. So mm -hmm. my hope is that I'll keep connecting um, with readers out there and keep sharing the story and that together we sort of start a movement of where we can all say proudly, <laughs> hello universe, it's me, yeah. me. <laughs> I, I have something to say and I, I'm listening and I'm hearing you. Um, that, that's kind of what I hope what I hope happens. And what message do you want to leave with us or leave us with? <laughs> that your story matters. The way you navigate this life matters. Um, that um, I see you and that you need to be able to see yourself too. So give yourself the tools, the structure, the space, the opportunity, the support to be all you're meant to be. Um, it's work, it's practice, just like anything else you would practice. So if you're starting to awaken or be curious about what else is out there in the world, go for it. Pick mm. up a book, read it, journal a little bit more, talk to people who are like-minded to you, um, connect to others that can help open things up for you. It's a really incredible uh, space to be in when we can move in those directions. Mm, that's such a beautiful message. I loved it. Um, so I know your uh, book is on Amazon because I downloaded it from from Amazon. Is there is it is it in print or is it anywhere else? It is available anywhere you buy books. So oh, awesome! Uh, you get it everywhere. So whether you whatever online sites you um, go to to purchase books, it's available there. Your local bookstore can and certainly order it too. Oh, sweet. That's awesome. I want to see it in uh, paperback when I can just be like, oh yeah, I interviewed her. Yay. <laughs> I'm going to include all of the links to your website and social and Amazon on my show notes for anybody who wants to read her book, which I can totally recommend. Um, but thank you so much for being here. And, and, you know, this has been wonderful to, to dig into to your book a little bit more. So yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Okay. Well, have a great day. Take care.